everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Welcome to the show once again. This is Big Dave. Uh, no Joe tonight. Joe is uh, out of action this evening. He'll be back next week. But uh, I have plenty of guests tonight as far as uh, taped interviews and a live interview with uh, uh, with Mark Bonacani. Uh Really looking forward to that. So uh, this should be a great show this evening. And uh, certainly I know you will enjoy it. This is the big time in South Florida uh, with the Seminole Hard Rock hosting the uh, the annual uh, event for the uh, World Poker Tour, their Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. That is concluding this evening. In fact, it just concluded. I was over there for the final table a little bit earlier. Great final table. Uh, uh, Rob Mizraki uh, was at the final table, also Daryl Fish. Uh, as it turns out, the winner was Tony Sinishtaj who I wasn't too familiar with uh, going into the tournament, and uh, he played very well. He was pretty much in control, much of the final table. Uh, Daryl Fish uh, knocked out uh, Rob Mizraki in third place. Dan Coleman was also at the final table, so absolutely a tremendous showing, and and that's uh, been the hallmark of this whole event. Uh, There's a couple other events that we'll talk about, and still to come is the Tournament of Champions, which is... All the former champions, well, not all, but whoever wants to play has to be a former champion of the World Poker Tour uh, main event, uh, and it's been 15 years. So there's about 250 players who are eligible to play, 242 or something like that. Uh, last year they only had uh, 64 turnouts, so we're hoping for a better turnout this year. But uh, you have to be a former champion to play in this event. Uh, if you are a champion this year, that was part of your buy-in. Uh, $15,000 is the buy-in, and uh, past champions uh, have, do have to pony up that money. So a uh, big event coming up, uh, and uh, they will be incorporating the action clock in that once again. So a lot of really great stuff. It will be televised uh, at the end of Season 15, which will be well, five to six months from now, but uh, certainly uh, will be a great event, and that's all coming up. So let's get to some of the action. Uh, first, let me tell you that uh, Mark Bonacani is uh, having a charity poker tournament. You may have been wondering, uh, you know, how, what the tie-in with poker is. But a big uh, charity event called the Casino for a Cure Party and Poker Tournament. It's this Friday night, April the 7th, at the Collection, which is a great car dealership down in Coral Gables on 200 Bird Road, uh, just right down there near Federal Highway, US-1. And that will take place uh, this Friday, 6.30, the Casino opens and 7.30 will be the poker tournament. $250 buy-in for the charity poker event. Great prizes. Trip for two to the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta. This is all tied in with the uh, Porsche dealership, so uh, they are a major sponsor of this event. And uh, there will also be some uh, silent auction items uh, tied in with Saks Fifth Avenue, Bell Harbor. Uh, and uh, there will be a lot of uh, games, including blackjack, roulette, and craps, in addition to the poker, of course, uh, uh, our fans that listen to the program, we hope you'll play in the event. $250 buy-in, and the proceeds go to the Buonacani Fund. And they actually have a brand-new car that's going to be introduced at this party called the Porsche Panamera. And uh, that will be introduced uh, to the audience there. So 
Uh, you can actually buy one, and if you do, $1,000 from the proceeds of that sale will go to the Bukwana County Fund. For those of you that uh, are not familiar with Marky, of course, the son of Nick Buonacani, the famous Dolphin linebacker from the from the Perfect Season team, and uh, also a host of uh, Inside the NFL for many years on HBO with Len Dawson. And uh, Mark was a linebacker at the Citadel uh, playing college football. And uh, 30 years ago now, it's pretty amazing that that much time has gone by, uh, Mark was paralyzed on the field when making a tackle and uh, instead of just feeling sorry for himself and, and feeling that life is over, he has done a tremendous job to raise funds for the effort to cure paralysis. The, the Miami Project to Cure Paralysis has been in, in force under Dr. Barth Green, and uh, with Mark's help, they have raised millions of dollars over the years and uh, come up with some tremendous uh, innovations in uh, finding a cure for this uh, paralysis and this disease. Uh, not really disease, but obviously uh, an affliction that uh, affects many, many people. And it really, it's uh, it, it's not just sports. Obviously, there's so many different things that can happen to people where you lose the use of your limbs. And um, uh, Mark has been a true inspiration out there. I had a chance to meet him once, and uh, certainly I'm looking forward to talking with him tonight. But let's get back to uh, the action over at the Seminole Hard Rock Big Week. Started off last Friday. Uh, we were on the show last week, and I have seen talked to several uh, people at the events. Of course, last uh, Wednesday when we did the show, I was just coming from the uh, the charity event from for Jason Taylor's foundation. And uh, that was a great night over there. I got a chance to talk with Mike Sexton. Uh, it's just really a great opportunity for me to, to talk to all kinds of people from the poker world, famous players, people associated with the game, uh, managers like uh, Matt Savage and Tony Burns. We're going to hear from these people, uh, not just tonight, but uh, in the next week or two as we record other interviews. But uh, I did want to play the Mike Sexton interview, which you didn't have time for last week, and I certainly had a great conversation with Mike. It's been a tremendous year for him. He, of course, is uh, the play-by-play um, -play man for the WPT Tour for its entire run. Uh, this is the 15th season, and uh, Mike is also a tremendous player. Won his first WPT title last November up in Montreal, and uh, really is having a breakout season, if you can call it breakout, because... He, as he says, I'm one of the old school guys and uh, really has had a tremendous uh, season. And uh, we did get a chance to talk to him. We'll also give you the results of uh, the main event, which uh, just concluded. And uh, the other things going on are, are very exciting, including the $10,000 WPT finale, which has uh, played down to the final table. And what a table it is. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show and talk about some of that. But... Uh, uh, we did get a chance to talk with Mike Sexton last week, and uh, here's what he had to say. It's been an incredible year since I saw you last here in South Florida, uh, winning your first WPT title and, and the book and everything. Uh, tell me about the last year, and has it been like a, just a whirlwind? It really has been. Very exciting year for me, no question about it. And uh, I did win a WPT title, made another final table, and another result, so... It, uh, it's been good in terms of the poker playing, so that's great. But it's also been exciting because I did my book, as you said, Life's a Gamble, which is a fun and entertaining read. Anybody that likes poker, golf, gambling stories of any kind will love the book for sure. And now here we are back at the Hard Rock down in Florida 
for a big season-ending finale of events. It's going to be a very exciting time here coming up. And it's not just the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which is amazingly in its seventh year, but back with the Tournament of Champions. Uh, so you got a couple of weeks here in South Florida to, to enjoy the weather and have a good time. Yeah, we have the, the main event here, the 3,500 buy-in. Then there's a 10K season-ending event as well. And then, of course, if you're eligible to play like I am, thankfully, this year, <laughs> into the WPT Tournament of Champions. So uh, it really is going to be an exciting couple of weeks, and I'm thrilled to be able to play in the WPT TOC because, uh, you know, the Tournament of Champions means a lot to me. I created the original one in poker. I won the World Series of Poker Tournament of Champions, and now I get a chance for the trifecta here. So I'm excited. Tell me a little about the book. Uh, obviously, you had all those stories in. I'm sure you thought about it for a long time, putting it together. Uh, what made you finally sit down and said, I'm going to do it now? And it was before you won your WBT, really. Yeah. So many people have said, you know, you've got so many good stories in poker. You should put them together, put them in a book. I got to thinking, you know, like I am the last link of the real old school guys, the guys that played the main event at the World Series back in the 70s to today's player. And, you know, so I am a link between those generations. And, you know, I had a lot of stuff that I thought people would be interested in reading. And so I decided to put it together. And uh, I'm very proud of the book, actually. It's a really fun, entertaining read. Speaking of old school, uh, what about uh, the changes in poker now? Obviously, the online stuff has changed. You were a, a forerunner of the online poker scene and, and started that, really, with a lot of people. Uh, you know, here we still are struggling after Black Friday, uh, just just hoping that maybe someday we can we can get it down here in Florida and other parts of the country as well. Well, I think there's no question. It's about freedom of choice more than playing poker, in my opinion. And you know, to tell somebody that they can't play a twenty dollar poker tournament in their own house, you know, some people like to go to dinner, some like to go to movies, some like to shop. Well, millions of people like to play poker tournaments, and I think it's crazy that a guy can come play in a casino all day and then go home and they say he can't play in his own house. It just doesn't make sense if you think about it. So hopefully it changes. They'll legislate it. It's going to go state by state. But I think once it starts, everybody will pile on. It'll be a domino effect because I think every state will recognize, hey, we're missing out on that money. And to me, even if you're anti-gambler, which I can admire and appreciate those kind of people, if they don't want to gamble or anything, you don't have to play. Yet you're going to receive the benefits of bigger pay for your police departments, uh, more money to pave your roads, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you use the money for. But, uh, you know, millions of people do like to play. They love to take out the tax board and help out the communities and the cities and the states. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me why it hasn't passed already. Absolutely. Uh, when you won that tournament in Montreal and then the, I think the other one was a fourth-place finish earlier this year? It was at the L.A. Poker Classic, which is good for 300 k so that was nice. And... Uh, what changes? I mean, I know how important it is to you to be recognized as a player, not just your broadcasting and the other things that you do. Um, what changed in this last year? Well, I got lucky. That was what changed. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't take any bad beats like I'm usually telling when I'm walking out of the tournament room and uh, all my hands held up in Montreal, and I even sucked out a few days uh, a couple times to stay alive in the tournament. So it was just time. It was destiny on my side, honestly. And, uh, you know, everything just fell my way that week, and I came out on top. But for me... Uh, you know, just to get your name on the on the Champions Cup and to be eligible to play in the Tournament of Champions the rest of my life and have the benefits of WPT Champions, that, that's very special to me. Okay, Tournament of Champions is still about a week and a half away, uh, but unique because it has the shot clock, which was a big success. People loved it last year. Uh, didn't really see it uh, proliferate el elsewhere, but uh, we're back with it this year. A few changes, but uh, it's something I know you're a big proponent of. Yeah, it's actually called the Action Clock, and it's phenomenal. I think every tournament, every cash game in the world 
should use the action clock. It's just so much better for the game. It speeds it up. You don't have to worry about people staring you down. And even the guys that talk a lot, you know, they have to stop talking in 30 seconds, otherwise hold their hand. So, to me, it only makes sense to add it everywhere. And I know this. Once it gets incorporated everywhere, everybody will be saying, why didn't we do this 10 years ago? This is ingenious because it makes the game better. There's a reason that every pro sport has a shot clock, an action clock, uh, to speed up play, time between plays. Uh, and, you know, because it makes it better for the game, it makes it better for the fans, and poker's no different. And certainly uh, I'm a big believer in the action clock. I, I think every tournament, every cash game should have one. The end of another WPT season here with uh, these two tournaments here in South Florida. Uh, I guess when you go back, what, uh, 15 years ago, would you ever have thought that uh, still be around you and Vince doing these tournaments? Pretty amazing, 15 years, and we just got renewed four more years on Fox Sports. So, uh, you know, poker's good for the World Poker Tour. But what I like the most about it is how we've expanded globally in the last couple years. And Adam, our president, obviously, is the, the main reason for that. But, uh, you know, we were bought out by a company in China. And with the global expansion now of the World Poker Tour, we have events literally all over the world. And, you know, that's been really fun to see that evolutionize. Okay. Good luck uh, this week. Let's hope we don't see you uh, on the broadcast because that means you're at the final table. Uh, yeah, you're right. That would be nice. So, you know, it's a couple times this year I haven't had to do the ADR work, the voiceover work, as we say, when you go back to the studio because I was at the final table and didn't have to work. But, uh, you know, it's fun, and uh, hopefully the good run continues for me. Great year. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mike Sexton, uh, certainly one of the pioneers of broadcasting poker uh, over the years, having been uh, at the helm on the air for uh, all 15 seasons of the World Poker Tour with his partner, uh, Vince uh, Van Patten. Uh, and it's really, uh, you know, you hear that voice, uh, you know immediately who it is, and it's just uh, uh, been a t- tremendous time getting a chance to talk to Mike a few times and uh, certainly uh, the other night when we got a chance to talk. But I don't think there was uh, anybody in the poker world that just wasn't absolutely thrilled to see him actually win a World Poker Tour event. Uh, he does play in several. He doesn't play in them all, but he, he does play in several. And uh, there's uh, been a couple times where he's made the final table, but he never uh, got his name on the Champions uh, Trophy. And uh, he did this time for the Champions Club in uh, November. And then he came back, as he mentioned, and had another uh, great final table run earlier in this year uh, at LAPC. So uh, congratulations to Mike. And, of course, he'll have a big week coming up. Uh, he did play in this uh, tournament that has just concluded, the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. Did not make the final table, but he went very deep. And uh, I'll have to check the final finish, but uh, I know I, he was about uh, in the final 30, if I am not mistaken, finished 30 or 31st. So uh, another great event and playing some great poker. Uh, when we come to these events, uh, get a chance to see a lot of the poker press uh, that goes around the country and... Uh, blogs, some of these uh, results and uh, hands that people are able to follow the tournaments and uh, have a lot of respect for those guys. But we also get to run in some players who we've developed uh, somewhat of a friendship over the years. And what a great story last year, Jason Mercier and Natasha Barber getting married uh, last November. And they are out on the playing of a lot of events uh, this year still. Um, it was just announced uh, a few weeks ago that Natasha is pregnant. She's uh, going to have a baby, in, uh, their first baby, in October. So uh, we're thrilled for them. But I got a chance to uh, talk to them on a break 
in this tournament. Uh, so Jason Mercier uh, has been on the show many times, Natasha once or twice, but uh, this was the first time I got a chance to talk to them to be- together. And uh, here's what they had to say. Here was our conversation uh, the other day. Uh, Seminole Hard Rock with Jason Mercier and, and Natasha Mercier for the first time uh, as, a, as a married couple. Uh, how have things changed? I'm going to start with Natasha here because I know Jason has been doing whatever he wants for a long time. <laughs> but now that you're married, uh, what, how does that change things in poker? Um, it hasn't changed much of anything. Like It didn't change much of anything for the first month, and then I got pregnant, and it was the first trimester. And with morning sickness and sleepiness, I was not able to play much. Um, and now it's getting better, so that's changed. Okay. So when do you do? October 5th. Okay. So that's when the things change for you. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta you got to pick up a little responsibility here. Uh, yeah, well, things are changing every day because she <laughs> she has mood swings what? and she's complaining about gaining uh, half a pound and uh, asking me if she looks fat and all these things. So, but I keep telling her she looks great and to uh, to stop going crazy and uh, you know all those things. So, I'm learning how to deal with a, a pregnant wife. And I know I know you're a real family guy. Obviously, you know having having met your parents and everything, how important this is going to be to you. Uh, do you think down the road it's going to change how much you play, how much you travel? There won't be. Will there be seven weeks in uh, Vegas in the summer? Uh, well, it's definitely going to change things. I mean, especially if we start having multiple kids. Uh, you know, I want to be around for that. And uh, my whole plan uh, with you know playing, uh, traveling six, seven months out of the year was to try to make enough money so that when I have a wife and kids, that I'll be able to not travel as much. So. Uh, you know that uh, it's coming now around the corner. Uh, we got our first baby in six months, so. Um, but we're also gonna kind of see how things go. You know, uh, we'll see how uh, if we can handle traveling with the baby uh, to certain stops and and whatever. But uh, I mean, ultimately the goal is to uh, to sort of retire eventually and and stay at home and uh, and raise the family and be a team. You gotta be careful about not making too many prop bets or. Uh bracelet predictions right mm. yeah uh well this <laughs> summer i might do that i'm, I'm not sure it's going to really depend on how the next couple months go and whether i feel like uh, making those but uh the next year after that uh i doubt i'll be making uh, bracelet bets if i have uh you know a baby that's uh, relying on me now you're moving down here. You're from Tampa, where it's really taken off with the Hard Rock up there, the brand-new room up there. Uh, it's completely different down here from there. I'm from Largo up there, so I know how it is up there. Do you like it down here? I, I love it. Where we live, we're able to, like, walk to the beach, walk to the stores, uh, just walk pretty much everywhere. I take my bike out. It's, it feels more, like, European for me, so I feel more at home. I'm from a place where I used to walk everywhere. and I never knew, even needed to use a car. So. And speaking of things being close by, the tournament's here, really a, a big part of that for you. Yeah, it's nice to have uh, these big festivals here, um, you know, 10, 10, 15 minute drive from where we live. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just refreshing to be able to play high stakes poker uh, when you're actually at home. Yeah. Well, we got to see the proposal. Now we're uh, looking forward to seeing the first baby. We kind of feel like we're a part of your lives. Mm, yeah, I don't think we're going to film the, the birth, but uh, or at least not publicly. But, uh, but yeah, well, I'm sure there will be pictures uh, posted of, of the baby shortly after. 
And good luck to both of you this weekend. How's things going in the tournament so far this weekend? Uh, not great. I mean, uh, I uh, I got 63rd and 3500 for you know basically nothing, and uh, <laughs> now I'm playing this 10k. I have starting stack, um, but uh, it's 20 blinds, so hopefully uh, by next break I'll have 200. Okay. Well, congratulations. We're absolutely thrilled for you. Now, if Mark Rick comes through with this uh, great uh, recruiting class, we're going to have a we're going to have a great 2017. Yeah, that would be nice if we had a good team for once. <laughs> okay. Good luck to you guys. Thanks. And, of course, uh, talking about the Miami Hurricanes there, Jason wearing a Hurricanes jersey as he has most of the weekend, uh, different things this weekend uh, with the Hurricane name on it. So a uh, big University of Miami fan, of course, a Miami Heat fan, and Dolphins and, and uh, Marlins as well. But, uh, uh, you know, that's something that we really have in common is our big uh, fandom of the University of Miami, and we're hoping for a big football year. Anyway, uh, Jason and Natasha, appreciate them spending some time with me. Uh, I want to get back to the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which uh, just concluded. Tony Sinishtaj was the winner, uh, defeating Daryl Fish head-to-head, and Rob Mizraki finishing third, Dan Coleman fourth. But they had the final table today, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the prize money was set to be 661000 for first place. Uh, I did hear that uh, there was a three-way chop between... Uh, uh, Sinish Taj, Fish, and uh, Rob Mizraki. And then uh, it was an even shop for supposedly around 425000 So, um, you know, I can't confirm that officially, but uh, that's what I was told. And, uh, and uh, they, of course, had to play for the entry into the uh, Tournament of Champions, which starts this Friday. So that was worth 15000 And also there's a seat for, I believe, next year's... Uh, uh, or later this year, the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. So uh, certainly some prizes there besides the prize money, but a great tournament, and uh, it was streamed on Twitch earlier, and you probably can pick up some sort of replay if you're interested. The other players at the final table were Simeon Nidenov and Eric Beller. So uh, really a great final table. And I, I need to correct one thing I mentioned earlier. I mentioned that final table, and I said it was for the WPT finale. It was actually for the... $25,000 high roller event, and we'll get back to that later in the show. Uh, seemed like a almost a poker after dark a table where you have just a complete table of superstars, and we'll get back to that and let you know how that's coming along. When I left to come over to do the show, they were just getting underway on the final table of nine, so we'll run that down a little bit later. But uh, a great event for the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. Started back on Friday, uh, March 31st with uh, the first and only opening day. And, of course, you could re-enter as many times as you wanted, but they had uh, over 2,200 players, a great turnout once again, uh, crushed the uh, guarantee, and uh, really a superb event with a lot of big-name players. Of course, a lot of local players, too. They've been uh, satelliting in for several weeks uh, at the different Hard Rock properties, and uh, really a special tournament and uh because they have the Tournament of Champions and the uh, Showdown kind of back-to-back, they don't tape both of them for Season 15, so you will only see the Tournament of Champions, which is coming up later. But again, we're looking forward to that as well. Several other great tournaments, including uh, $50,000 High Roller, and we'll run down some of those results later in the show. Uh, but coming up, we'll have our interview with Mark Buonacani, and we're really looking forward to this one uh, a guy that I've respected tremendously over the years, uh, 
And we will talk to Mark. Of course, his charity event is coming up this Friday on April the 7th, and that's the poker tie-in for this program. It's at the collection, 200 Bird Road in Coral Gables. It's called the Casino for a Cure Party and Poker Tournament and benefits the Buonacani Fund to cure paralysis. So looking forward to a $250 buy-in charity poker tournament, and we'll talk with Mark when we return. You're listening, of course, to Poker Action Line, which you can always find on Hold'em Radio Network. Uh, Hold'emradio.com gives us a great spot on the air every week. Uh, I think this past week we were on Friday at 8 p.m. or Thursday at 8 p.m. maybe. But uh, the show does replay a couple times besides that. But a nice primetime slot, and we appreciate their promotion over there. Of course, you can always pick us up uh, on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, .com, which is a great uh, radio app for, for a lot of podcasts. And you can pick us up on the PokerCast, uh, the Poker Fuse podcast page and uh, several other different ways to get us. But the newest way is on SoundCloud, which is uh, a play, uh, an app that we really love, and uh, we get that show up there. And it's uh, very easily obtainable for you, and we're able to tweet out some um, mentions of the show and let people know when it's up. But uh, I would uh, get SoundCloud if I were you and uh, get it on your phone just as soon as possible or your tablet because it's a great uh, great place to pick up uh, your favorite podcasts. Anyway, when we return, we'll talk with Mark Buonacani, uh and uh, we'll have more of the show. Uh, Joe is out this week, but uh, I'll be back to talk to Mark, and then we'll finish things up later in the show with some of the results over at the Seminole Hard Rock. We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the program. Big Dave Lemon tonight. Uh, Joe Rodriguez is uh, out of town and uh, can't be on the program. So i uh, got a lot of stuff planned uh, this evening. We got into some of it in the first segment, but uh, a lot of stuff going on over at the Seminole Hard Rock. But a uh, very special guest tonight, as I mentioned earlier, and that is Mark Buonacani, who uh, really is kind of one of my heroes. Uh, I actually... Uh, uh, have met Mark only one time, but uh, you know, just an inspirational story. And uh, Mark, thanks for uh, taking the time. Uh, I know you got a big event uh, having to do with poker. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be on tonight. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I guess the well. Let me just tell you that the time I met you, I believe, was at a Heat game, and uh, uh, you were there. And I got a chance to come up and chatted. You were very nice. Uh, I know you probably have a lot of people that uh, are are well wishers and, and and take time when you're doing other things. But I do appreciate. Uh, you know, we're very kind, and and uh, I'm love to have you be on the show. But I guess the big question was. Uh, what does Mark have to do with poker? And now we know. Uh, you got a big tournament coming up uh, to benefit uh, the uh, Bonacani Fund to cure paralysis. So uh, let's get into that. First of all, I guess the easy question is, do you play poker, and uh, do you know much about it? Well, the answer is yes, I play poker. Uh, we have a poker group that we get together monthly, and we play uh, Texas Hold'em, and um, I hold my own okay, and uh, win some, lose some, but uh, I've had a pretty good track record, and yeah, we, we play quite a bit, and I enjoy the game, and, and I look forward to having a really great event coming up this Friday. This Friday is the big event. It's called the Casino for a Cure Party and Poker Tournament, and it raises funds for the Bonacani Fund to Cure Paralysis, which is tied in with the Miami Project down in uh, downtown Miami at the University of Miami Medical Campus. And uh, it's unbelievable, Mark, for me uh, to realize in doing the research that it's been 30 years since you had your accident on the football field where you lost uh, uh, the use of your uh, lower extremities. And uh, I, I guess for you... Um, you know, you live with it every day, but do you think uh, 30 years, does that shock you at all? You know, when I think about it, uh, sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday, um, but also sometimes it's you look at it and it's been a life struggle. Um, um, but, you know, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by a great family and friends and a great research team and being able to turn a tragedy into something that's been inspirational and motivational for a lot of people. And really, it's given us an opportunity to help change the world and to, uh, you know, conduct research that's going to hopefully change the lives of millions of people that suffer spinal cord injuries and hopefully find a cure on the horizon and help a lot of people. I, I, think, that's so, one, I um, think that's one thing a lot know, of people pray for is that, you, that you'll uh, be walking soon. Uh, you know, 30 years is a long time, and I'm sure your hope was to be uh, further along in, uh, you know, personally, but uh, obviously you've done such a great job of raising money and getting closer. So, uh, you know, there's still hope in your heart, I, I would think. Yes, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm really inspired by our work and I get to see it firsthand and, and to see the science, uh, which started really from nothing, uh, turn into a realistic hope. I mean, we're working now, uh, in humans and doing clinical trials and, and it's very encouraging and I'm glad to be a part of it and, and being able to, uh, promote the, the research through events like the Casino for a Cure, um, it just helps uh, raise awareness and significant dollars to help our ongoing research. Um, so I'm really excited about it, and it's going to be a great a great time. It's not just poker. We're doing a lot of other games you know, that we're going to be playing, uh, blackjack and roulette and craps and 
whole host of games as well as entertainment. Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue is going to do a pop-up fashion show, uh, entertainment, food, and drinks, and uh, at the collection in Coral Gables, which I'm sure you know is an incredible venue. Absolutely. They're going to move all the cars from the showroom, and we're going to set up the poker tournament in the showroom with all the other casino games, so it's an excellent venue. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we got great prizes for all the winners. We have a, a weekend lease uh, for a Porsche Panamera, and so we're very appreciative to Porsche for being their title sponsor and the collection, everyone at the collection. Uh, Ken, the owner of the collection, has been really tremendous to the Bonacani Fund, and so we got a we got a week cruise for the winner, and we have this excellent Porsche experience trip, which you get to spend a weekend at the at the Porsche Experience Center, and to get in a car and drive a Porsche and all the great things that go along with the Porsche experience. So. A lot of great prizes and raising money for a great cause. It's this Friday night, the uh, the Casino for a Cure party and the poker tournament. The casino opens at 630. It's at the collection, as you mentioned, uh, 200 Bird Road, right uh, right there. That's right off uh, Federal Highway there, US-1, right? Yeah, off of US-1, Bird Road, Gables. and Ponce de Leon on the corner. Uh, the collection, I mean, it's a fantastic place, as I mentioned it's a great venue, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we have a great turnout already, but we'd love for people to come online. And also, they can call 1-888-STAND-UP, and they can uh, make a reservation or book online at thebonacontifund.com. And uh, it's this Friday night, April 7th. Uh, the poker tournament starts at 7.30. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Uh uh, I I know that the poker community really gives back big time, and uh, even just this month, I played an event up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club earlier in March. Uh, last week, uh, Jason Taylor had his event over at the Seminole Hard Rock. So there's a lot of poker tournaments, but uh, uh, this one seems to have some special things that people can win some nice prizes and and really uh, have a great time. Yeah, we sure do. You know, we, we're always trying to find unique ways to get the community involved, and uh, we thought this was a real special way to do it, uh, being that I'm a, I'm a big poker fan and being able to team up again with Porsche and, and the collection. It's just a great combination. So I really encourage people to sign up and get involved. Uh, and if you're not a poker player, you can certainly, as as you want, just to bring your family and your guests to come on in and just participate in the other part of the event. I, I, um, if you're just there, you're not going to play. If you just want to come and enjoy the evening, it's also available. So it's going to be a really great event. And I'm sure that people uh, love the opportunity to chat with you and uh, and find out how things are going for you. Uh, in doing just a little bit of uh, research and reading about uh, your experience, I think, uh, one of the things that I found striking was that you really felt that this was kind of a blessing to give you purpose in life, that this uh, whole uh, situation kind of uh, gave you a direction that you may not have had if you hadn't suffered an injury on the football field. 
That's true. I mean, I guess as a young 19-year-old, um, you know, my perspective on life was probably like just about every normal kid in that age, just having fun and playing sports and really uh, more self-centered and and not really focusing on what I thought were more important things in life. And this injury grounded me in a way and opened my eyes to a to a different world and, and to find out really, um, you know, what life's about. And that's giving back and helping others that are not as fortunate and being able to learn and, and to be able to associate myself with with people like donors and friends and and um, athletes that have all given themselves to our cause and, and to see that has been really special and in a way has saved my life, you know, kind of given me a new direction, a new purpose, as you mentioned. And um, so, you know, it was a tragedy that I would have never wished upon myself and I would have never imagined I'd be in this position now, but I've been able to embrace it and together with my father and the team at the Miami Project, um, you know, it's really kind of been, you know, worthwhile. I mean, it's it's hard to say, but I really feel fortunate and lucky to be in the position I am and and to see it all coming together and on the verge, hopefully, of curing paralysis in, in the not-too-distant future. It makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know that you move uh, around in the chair and you're very mobile. Uh, you use your breath to uh, blow into a tube and to move around, and there's a lot of really uh, – interesting advancements that have come through over the years since since you were first injured and, and started uh, uh, this second part of your life. Uh, what do you think, what kind of advancements do you think are, are just on the near horizon, things that might help people uh, in the next year or two? Well, we have a lot of clinical studies that we do as well and uh, rehabilitation. We're doing a lot of uh, physical therapy programs uh, combined with electrical stimulation that helped, uh, helps people recover after injury. Um, we have a protocol uh, for new injuries called hypothermia, where once someone is injured, we actually cool body temperature down, mm. even a couple of degrees, and it helps preserve the uh, spinal cord just by cooling it down. It's like an ice pack for the body. And by doing so, it allows the nerves and the cells within the spinal cord to be reversed from their damage. And we've actually had people with injuries severe as mine walk out of the hospital. So that type of therapy has been really successful, uh, not to mention, as I had said before, the clinical trials that we have in cell transplantation that we're doing now by transplanting cells right into people's spinal cord is showing great promise, and we're actually seeing some sensation and function return to some of these people. So, so it's just a matter of time and continuing to raise money uh, for research that uh, I feel is going to go a long way and hopefully uh, spur you know new recovery in the near future. So we're very excited and very optimistic. And so you feel pretty confident that uh, in your lifetime we'll find a cure. Oh, I got my fingers crossed, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still, like I said, very optimistic for my own case. 
And even if it doesn't happen to me, which I really hope it does, uh, at some point people in wheelchairs are going to get out of their chairs and back on their feet again, and, and paralysis will be something of the past, and the Miami Project is going to play a leadership role in that. And I know that uh, one of the other things that's been great for you is uh, the bond you've uh, uh, had with your father over the years, the famous Dolphin linebacker Nick Bonacani that was uh, uh, doing television on HBO for many years for the NFL. Uh, he's such a great man, too, and I know that uh, uh, things may not have been uh, quite the same had not this happened. Well, that's true. I mean, we do share a special bond. And, um, you know, both of us weren't expected to be in this position, but just like the linebacker he was, he kind of took it on full force and made a promise to me that he would help me and millions of others. I've joined him in that promise. And together, side by side, we continue to work hard. And uh, because of his love for me, that is really uh transcended into a promise for everybody, and together we're going to deliver on that promise. The uh, website, the Buonacani Fund, B-U-O-N-I-C-O-N-T-I, Buonacani is spelled thebuonacanifund.com. If you want to read more information about it, of course, it's the fundraising arm of the Miami Project uh, to Cure Paralysis and has been in place for many years. Uh, once again, the party is this Friday night, uh, April 7th, uh, the casino action starts at 6.30. The poker tournament, which is a $250 buy-in, uh, there'll be some tremendous prizes, including a trip for, trip for two to uh, the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta. There's going to be a cruise given away. Uh, you can also, if you don't play poker, you can uh, get a Pan America party ticket and play blackjack, roulette, craps. There'll be all sorts of great things. It's at the Collection 200 Bird Road in Coral Gables this Friday night, and uh, we really invite you to check it out. Um, you can also reach them on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and all the other social media sites. Uh, what is the Twitter? Uh, I think um, I think it's at Wanakani Fund, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Okay. And they can call again one eight 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 stand up. Okay, check it out. Uh, do your research and uh, and you'll have a great time. I can guarantee it. Whether you win a prize or if you uh, uh, get a straight flush, you never know. But thanks a lot for being with us, Mark. You're uh, really an inspiration to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's just such a great chance to get a chance to talk to you on my program. Well, hopefully we can meet again at one of the Miami Heat games. Hopefully Absolutely. we'll get to the playoffs <laughs> and we can uh, enjoy more Miami Heat. So let's see what happens. Ab Absolutely. Again, hopefully everyone can join us uh, Friday, April 7th. It's going to be a great event, and I look forward to seeing everybody there. Okay. Thanks for being with me, Mark. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a good night. That's uh, Mark Bonacani, uh, just a, wow, what a guy. Uh, 30 years ago, it's amazing that uh, he was able to uh, bring this thing a long way and uh, certainly was uh, a lot of, lot of uh, great times and uh, a lot of improvement in this, uh, in this era. We'll be back with more on the show. Uh, we'll come back and talk about some of the stuff going on at the Seminole Hard Rock when we return. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back with more after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. 
This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us and the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday, Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because usually men... So we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the program. Our thanks to Mark Wanakani for joining us uh, for that segment. And uh, we hope you go by and check that out this this weekend. Uh, if you hear the show in time, of course, uh, uh, we invite you to head on over on Friday night to the collection in Coral Gables and take part in that great charity event. Uh, back to the Seminole Hard Rock and uh, what's going on over there. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the uh, stacked final table for the $25,000 high roller event. Let me give you those names, by the way. Uh, this is the final table. Uh, chip leader Ari Engel with the 2.2 million chips, followed very closely by Sam Soverell. Sam's from uh, West Palm Beach area. Uh, then next on the list, Olivier Bousquet with uh, $1.7 million. Olivier, of course, uh, the poker commentator for the Alpha 8 tournaments uh, for the past year or so and uh, does a lot of uh, broadcasting stuff. Uh, also in there next would be Anthony Spinella. Uh, and then some of the shorter stacks uh, belong to uh, Jeff, uh, Jason Mercier, who has uh, over a million chips, so not a small stack at all. He still has 17 big blinds. Uh, Jeff Gross has 950000 uh, Lonnie Harwood, 880000 Lonnie was just on the show with us not too long ago. And Bryn Kinney with 840000 And rounding out that table, the short stack is Justin Bonomo. So you got... Uh, Mercier, Gross, Engel, Bonomo, Sam Soverell, Lonnie Harwood, Bousquet, Spinella, and Bryn Kenny 
and we'll give you a little results a little bit later on as they move along here. Jake Schindler was the bubble boy for that final table, getting knocked out in 10th place. Uh, so the final of the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, the winner, uh, Tony Sinishtaj, uh, who defeated Daryl Fish. The final hand went down like this. Uh, uh, Fish moved all in for his final uh, almost $11 million in chips uh, with Ace-3. So... Uh, I guess head-to-head, you know, obviously a very good hand, uh, especially with a uh, – they went in after the flop, which had a three on the flop. So he did pair up uh, with the board. Uh, It was eight of diamonds, two of diamonds, and three of spades, uh, fish holding ace-three offsuit. And he did pair up there. Sinishtaj was holding king and queen of diamonds. So he uh, had four to a flush right there with – you know, a very big hand. And when Fish went all in, uh, Sinishtaj did not hesitate and quickly called. Uh, and it was a six of diamonds on the river to give him the flush. And just to kind of uh, rub salt in the wound, there was a nine of diamonds on the river. So uh, six flushes, or six diamonds on the board uh, and in the hand for Sinishtaj. And he wins uh, first place. So he did win a uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open seat, which is worth 5200 uh, entry into the $15,000 WPT Tournament of Champions, which starts on Friday, and uh, officially $661,000 first prize money. So uh, that finished up there. Uh, the other tournament we'll get back to in a little bit, but the other big tournament going on was a big uh, WPT $10,000 buy-in called the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Finale. And that was a tournament that Chino Ream won last year. Uh, they are at the final table now, and this uh, kind of uh, stretched things out to accommodate people that wanted to play several events. Uh, the opening of the showdown was on Friday night, day two on Saturday, day three on Sunday. Then they took two days off and played today, the final table. Uh, today, the uh, Hard Rock Poker finale started on Sunday, played day two, Monday, day three on Tuesday, and they took today off, and... They will play the final table tomorrow, and that will also be uh, streamed on Twitch. Uh, Alan Sternberg is the uh, chip leader there with $4.6 million. He won the uh, Shooting Star Tournament back in 2011, so this would be his second uh, WPT championship. But here's the rest of that table. Second in chips is Ryan Reese, the WSOP main event champion of a few years ago. He has 3 million chips. Tim West... Cliff Josephy, who was a November Deniner this year, Terry Schumacher, and Jason Kuhn round out that table. So Sternberg, 4.6, Reese with 3 million, and then the other three players between a million and 2 million, West with 1.995, Cliff Josephy, 1.855, Terry Schumacher, 1.320, and Jason Kuhn, just over a million, the short stack with 1,030,000 chips. But a lot of... uh, a lot of uh, depth there on every stack, and so it should be a lot of fun. That will take place tomorrow beginning at noon uh, as we tape the show here on a Wednesday night. On Thursday, uh, the 6th of April, uh, that will uh, be on Twitch on a half-hour delay. So a lot of big names in that event. Uh, certainly uh, look forward to seeing what's going to happen here. Just to give you an idea of some of the other players that got knocked out in that one, Alex Keating, who made a big name for himself. By the way, his beard is about six inches long now, so... 
I think he said on the broadcast last summer that he had been growing it for six months. So add another uh, six, eight months, and this thing is uh, majestic. Anyway, uh, Will Faella, who we had on the show last week, finished 18th. Harrison Gimble was 17th. Evgeny Timoshenko was 12th. Jake Cody finished 11th. Marv Rettenmeyer was 9th. And just outside of the uh, table was uh, Jonathan Jaffe finishing 8th. So uh, certainly we look forward to the finish of that one as well. And uh, we'll get you some updates in the other. I did want to carry a little of an interview that we did with Tony Burns. Uh, I think we'll just play the first part of that tonight, and probably we'll go back and play the entirety, but tomorrow, let's uh, let's go ahead and run that. Tony Burns, of course, is the tournament director, a good friend for a long time, was a tournament director in the evenings and into the late night at the Isle Casino, decided when he had a couple of uh, children that he needed to have a little bit better schedule for his uh, wife and kids, and went back to dealing poker. Ended up getting the job as the tournament director at the Seminole Hard Rock to work with Bill Mason over there uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, it's been about a year and a half now there. We just got a chance to sit down and talk with Tony a little bit about uh, what's happened with him at the Hard Rock and uh, the great success on a team that he's been able to step into very seamlessly. I'm with a birthday boy here in the Seminole Hard Rock Ballroom, Tony Burns, good friend for a long time. And uh, we haven't talked on the air in a long time, but uh, certainly I've been looking forward to uh, find out what's going on with you. Uh, I know you uh, won a tournament since I last saw you, but let's, uh, let's talk first about uh, what's going on here because uh, this has uh, always been a tremendous success and, and it keeps getting better all the time, especially since you've been here now. I think uh, that's take part of the, part of the credit. Uh, we're in the middle of this uh, showdown, seventh season of the showdown. Tell me a little bit about uh, you know the work you guys put into putting into this when you before you come in. You know, uh, it's always great to talk to you. You know, we we chat in between and and uh, you know the Seminole Hard Rock over the last uh, six plus years uh, since 2011, they took a lot of risk and it's something that I admired uh, even working in my my uh, my old life. Uh, watching the work that they did here, bringing on the WPT and the partnerships that they made, um, you know, it was something that, you know, when you see something great like that, you want to be a part of it. And, you know, in August 2015, they brought me on and coming over here. And, and a lot of the trial and error, uh, you know, with, with dates, you know, the timing of, of, of the year to put these tournaments, uh, the structures, the buy-ins, the guarantees, they, there was so much. Uh, director uh, Bill Mason, you know, the, uh, overall the poker. He uh, and his team at the time, they, you know, they, they left. They or well, they built a great foundation that I was able to come in and and, and become part of the team and, and put some, um, you know, my touches, you know, and, and input, and and also just to to be the new face, uh, the tournament director here, and and uh, the relationships I have with the South Florida players and. It's just it's it's been a privilege and, and humbling to to come aboard. I think the worst part of the job is when you guys set uh, big guarantees and it uh, it's questionable whether you're going to make them or not. But you guys haven't had a problem with that for for quite some time. Yeah, you know the tournaments uh, here have um, you know outside of the, um, the August championship, um, you know they're always looking for ways to finite the product, um, you know hit the guarantees. But like I said, they're they're willing to you know take those opportunities and. And, uh, you know, this series has been a terrific success. Uh, all the numbers up uh, on the most of the events year over year. Uh, you know, over 1,200 entries for the championship. 
you know, up seven entries from 342 to 349 on the finale, on the 10K finale. And just to show that, you know, that 10K price point is still there and, and alive in this uh, poker world, it's, uh, it's great to see. I guess uh, a lot of the casual fans say, wow, they only had one opening day. How do they expect to get a big number like that? But, uh, you know, people are ready to jump right back in, and they, and they do so. I can remember looking at the entries early in the day, like when you guys just kicked off. It was like 400 and some. And uh, I said, well, that should make that, that guarantee. And all of a sudden, 1,200 is a, is a huge number to end up with. So uh, you guys got to be pleased. Oh, absolutely. You know, whenever, uh, you know, you can hit your numbers, you're excited. Uh, you know, it's not always about breaking numbers, but, you know, making the guarantees and, and the longevity of the game and keeping the players coming back year after year after year, you know, um, and talking about the future. You know, players are coming on the property. They're seeing the signage about the, the new um you know, the new property that's to come in the in you know 2019 and that excitement you know that we uh, that we're creating here and um, like I said they, they uh, did a lot of years of hard work in building the brand and the foundation and I'm just like I said I'm very humbled to be a board and part of it. In August you have the uh, the big Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open and uh, a big four associated with that the last couple of years. Now this week. With the addition of the uh, Tournament of Champions the last two years, it's almost a big three because you got the finale that's being played today, 10,000 buy-in, and not to mention all the other high rollers and stuff. But uh, uh, it, it's really an attraction. The, the poker world has spent the last two months out in California. Mm. They jump right in a plane and come over to Florida to play again. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That uh, the fact that all the Canadian players love to come down here this time of year. Well, Florida year round's great. And, you know, to, to change the scenery, to come onto the East Coast. And, you know, this tournament's great. I mean, we added the 50K high roller. Uh, we had our first one, uh, first 50K buy-in in November, uh, right after Jason and Tasha's wedding for the rock and roll. That drew 21 entries. So to grow that product from 21 entries to 28 entries. And, uh, you know, once in the $3,500 buy-in, the 10K finale. Uh, we have the 25K high roller tomorrow, you know, which we've grown that product from high 80s to now in the low 100s. So it's interesting to see what we'll, we'll get tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, the, to cap off with the WPT TO, uh, TOC Tournament Champions, uh, they had 64 entries last year. So a lot of a lot of big names and, and uh, that are here. And we're looking forward to seeing what we can get over the, next, uh, the last weekend. I think the big names is what is so impressive. I was putting out a couple of tweets, and I didn't know whether to uh, group uh, WPT Players of the Year, <laughs> uh, main event champions for the WSOP, uh, local favorites. There's just so many guys that are well known, and that's uh, you know when the coverage comes out all over the world, uh, it's impressive and uh, looks good for the uh, the property. Yeah, you know there's such a mix of players from you know, and, and our buy-ins reflect that too. That you know players can get into tournaments, they can get into a high roller event for as little as eighty dollars. And back in August, we actually had two players that went through that step and they got that experience. And as the word of mouth travels, you know, the, the players see how much we take care of them down here. Uh, you know, for our high rollers, the, the food spread that we put out, you know, a lot of we, we do our $10 food vouchers for players when they go on dinner break. So we're giving back, we're listening, and not a lot of places are doing that anymore. And, um, you know, it starts at the top here, you know, at the Summer Hard Rock that they love poker. Poker's part of the culture, and, uh, you know, it, it reflects in the numbers. You had a little bit of a break between the final table for uh, the showdown, which is going to be tomorrow as we speak here on, or, or I'm sorry, Wednesday as we speak here on a Monday. Uh, great final table with Rob Mizraki, 
uh, Daryl Fish, uh, local guys, and then you got Dan Coleman, who uh, probably has made more money than anybody <laughs> over the last uh, three, two, three years. Um, that's impressive. Now, I, I think there's pretty much a guarantee there's going to be a great final table in this one as well. Uh, it's, it's something that people want to see on the... Uh, uh, on the live streams, and then you know the tournament champions. Of course, you got all great guys that are going to be shown later in the year with the uh, broadcast on WPT. Yeah, and uh, you know Daryl and his growth down here, and being a member of the Seminole Hard Rock team, and and Dan Coleman, he, his successes, and we have one of our local players, uh, Eric Bellers, on the final table. I think he lives here uh, in the plantation, I believe. And uh, we were talking last night, and you know how excited he is to be playing with these guys and be on a, on a final table. And he was talking about one of his bigger scores and how this just blows away one of his biggest scores. And um, you know, being in the market for 10 years and, and watching the local guys and their growth and their success, and it's just uh, it's so sweet to, 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 to be here and, and watch these players grow and, and, and grow with them. One of the big new things for you, uh, you know, you obviously were a dealer at uh, the Isle. You were a tournament director. Uh, you switched over because of your family, and you know, I got a couple of kids now, and uh, you didn't want to. Uh, you had a chance to go to Maryland at one point, but you you decided to stay here because you wanted to have a little better schedule for your family. Now this fits in nice as a uh, as a daytime uh, manager, and uh, you know, I guess when you look back, you made the right decision. Yeah, you know, in life we're all faced with decisions, and you know, when that fork in the road came. I made a very tough decision. You know, Mike Smith uh, is still a great friend and mentor, and uh, you know, he, with the successes he's had up there at Maryland Live. But ultimately, this was, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason, and uh, I was able to, fortunate enough to land into this position. And uh, I always said if I was given something of this magnitude, that I would, I would take care of it, and uh, you know, and never take one day for granted. You know, when you deal cards, you. you uh, I was dealing four days a week, had three days off, a lot less hours, a lot less responsibility. But, you know, I went to school for business and I wanted to grow in, in my career. And this company gives me that opportunity to do that. And the trust I built with Bill Mason and, and having Matt Savage as a, as a mentor and, and helping, um, you know, helping me grow. Because, like I said, I just turned 35 and still a baby amongst amongst the, the, the uh, you know, the men, if you will. The veterans. And, yeah, the veterans, the pioneers. and. And it's just, um, I can't uh, put it into words. Sometimes I, I stop and think about it and how full circle it, it's come for me from uh, starting out as a bar poker dealer back in 2004 to now being the tournament director of one of the biggest global brands in the world, 13 years ago. Which is pretty amazing. That's only 13 years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, Tony Burns, and uh, that's a little bit of a tease of a, of a long interview that we did. We had talked about several other things, and we'll get to some of that next week. Uh, we'll get back and maybe listen to part of this interview again and then the remainder, uh, but we'll save that for next week's program. I did want to talk about uh, where this tournament stands, the high roller. Uh, by the way, the first guy knocked out was Jeff Gross from that final table, and uh, this is the 25-5 high roller which is uh, finishing up tonight, and uh, some very interesting hands. I mean, there were some great hands at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock final table that were very interesting. Uh, Dan Coleman got knocked out with pocket aces uh, when uh, Sinishtaj picked up uh, a couple of diamonds. Uh, I, think, I think it was diamonds or hearts. I can't remember for sure, but uh, he runner-runner uh, flushed. And uh, it was pretty interesting. So uh, there was that great hand. But Gross gets knocked out with pocket tens by 
two guys, or two, or a guy and a girl, uh, Jason Mercier and Lonnie Harwood, both had pocket jacks. So the board ran out pretty dry, and Gross gets knocked out, the first one on that final table to get knocked out. Then a few hands later, uh, Bryn Kenny and Ari Engel get knocked out on the same hand by Jason Mercier, as uh, Jason had A7 of hearts. Kenny with Queen 10 offsuit and Engel 810 offsuit. And really, uh, after the ace came on the flop, uh, Jason knocked both of them out. So that brought it down to uh, six players left. Uh, next one eliminated was uh, Sam Sovereil uh, as he went up against Justin Bonomo. Bonomo uh, with King, Queen offsuit, Sovereil, Ace, Jack offsuit. And uh, two kings on the flop, and that was the end of Sovereil in sixth place, collecting 113000 So that brought it down to five. And uh, then uh, Olivier Bousquet was the next one to go. And uh, he was knocked out by Jason Mercier, who had pocket queens. Bousquet had pocket tens. Uh, a couple jacks on the board, but nothing uh, to... Uh, Add to Bousquet's hand, and he is eliminated in fifth place. So that's where they stand now. Four players left in this tournament. Uh, it is uh, Jason Mercier, Justin Bonomo, Lonnie Harwood, and Anthony Spinella still left in the tournament. So uh, we will obviously give you the final results. But that is the high roller, the 25-5. Tomorrow is the final table for the... Uh, Seminole Hard Rock finale, the $10,000 buy-in. So just uh, so much action back to back to back. And uh, big name players. I think uh, it's pretty enjoyable when uh, the players you know and like uh, have kind of learned their personalities over the years being on TV and on different programs or maybe if you've played against them even. But uh, to see uh, big names get down to the final status of the tournament is really uh, kind of enjoyable to watch. Uh, we do have a couple other things I did want to mention, and a lot of that we'll get to next week. Uh, I want to do an interview with Matt Savage because he's taking a little grief on uh, social media because he came up with a tournament called the Social Experiment. And I really kind of want to kind of save this to talk with Joe about it. But uh, uh, it's a $350 buy-in tournament that's going to take place out at the Commerce in Los Angeles. And the Social Experiment uh, is banning cell phones, sunglasses, headphones, and hoodies. Uh, they will only be allowed outside the tournament area or on break. So uh, kind of an interesting idea. Some of the things that a lot of people don't like about poker, uh, I guess uh, Savage figures, uh, let's try it without them and see what happens. Uh, we'll see. I have to see what happens. So uh, we will uh, talk a little bit more about that next week, and I want to ask uh, Matt about that and see if he'll... Uh, comment on that uh, over the next few days, but the tournament will be here uh, into next week as uh, they finish up on Sunday with the Tournament of Champions, so I'll have a chance to get back over there and talk to some people over there. Uh, other news, uh, there was a big article about uh, uh, maybe the dearth of poker action out in Las Vegas. There's a decline in many of the poker rooms out there. Some of the people wondering if uh, poker's on the downslide. We'll talk some more about that next week. And also, uh, with a big uh, casino coming in Boston over the next couple of years, there was a big editorial in the Boston Globe that uh, was anti-online gambling. So, kind of uh, curious to get into that a little bit deeper over the next uh, couple of shows, and we'll talk about some of that. So, 
that's kind of uh, up to date with a lot of the action. We will uh, follow a few other things. But I did want to talk about the Tournament of Champions because that's still to come here. And that starts on Friday, as I mentioned, uh, on uh, April 7th. And that will be uh, only players who have won a, a main tour event for the WPT, not a, not a national title or a regional title. So only those players will be allowed to play. Last year there were 64 players. Uh, the buy-in is 15000 Of course, if you won a tournament this year, uh, that was taken out of your prize money, and that will be uh, put you into the tournament. Uh, so they are definitely doing a few things to try to increase the field by uh, spicing up their prize packages. Uh, the tournament sponsor, the main sponsor, is Monster Headphones, and they have added $100,000 to that prize pool. Also, put up a 2018 Audi, S, Audi S5 Coupe for the champion, uh, a sports car that starts at $41,000. Other prizes will be a custom-made poker table from BBO Poker Tables, a pair of uh, custom-fit sunglasses from Maui Gyms, and a Hublot King Power Unico Carbon and Red Watch. So uh, a lot of great prizes and uh, hopefully draw some people in here. Most of them have been here over the last 10 days or so, and probably a few other people will come in to play this uh, tournament. They'll also have the tournament shot clock. Uh, they will play six-handed tables, by the way, and there'll be a 30-second shot clock, which uh, means you have 30 seconds to make your decision on each street. Uh, if you need more time, they are this year given five extensions. Last year they had four. They're going to try five this year. Uh, you can use all five at once if you want to add two and a half minutes to your time. But uh, uh, it keeps the game moving. You heard Mike Sexton earlier in the show talk about how big it is for poker and what a great uh, invention and addition to the uh, schedule is to have the action clock and we're certainly looking forward to it. The other big thing that will be involved is the uh, determination of the Season 15 WPT Player of the Year. The current leader is a local South Florida guy, Benjamin Zamani, who has led most of the season. Also, Sam Panzika is very close, just behind him, and we'll get an update on uh, some of the other things that happened during this uh, event. If it's a little bit closer, uh, we'll find out for sure, but we need to go through the end of the season to decide. Of course, you're maybe wondering where uh, Mike Sexton stands. He's about uh, 350 points behind Panzika in third place, and Daniel Elias and Dan Strelitz uh, round out the top five. So uh, those last two probably really don't have a chance to uh, challenge for that, but we'll find out who the WPT Player of the Year is, which is always a big honor. So that's going to do it for the show. We'll get back to our Tony Burns interview uh, in its entirety, I believe, next week. And we will also update uh, the final results of this high roller table. We will talk a little bit more about uh, the finale, which finishes up tomorrow, and then the Tournament of Champions, which gets underway this weekend. So I have still a lot to talk about, Seminole Hard Rock-wise, and we'll come up with any other big news in the world of poker that we can get to as well. Uh, appreciation to uh, Geo as usual, for handling the controls and, and the technical aspects of the program. And we will see Joe back in his chair next week for another edition of Poker Action Line. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week on the program. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.